1: Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matchlick,
2: listening Listen, Matt look live. Today is October twenty sixth, twenty twenty three, and well, um, oh, excuse me, cough there. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. The last four numbers are C A R M on your on your dial and or on your phone. That is. Hey, so some of you may be aware we had a glitch on the website uh, starting last night around midnight. It took about 12 hours to fix. Um, I don't know what was it was, but it's fixed. It happens every now and then. That's just technology. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, I've got a little typo thing, in I got to fix it. That looks like all right. Hey, we got one caller waiting, and I'm hoping you'll give me a call now. By the way, last night I was on Discord. I had a uh, very good couple of very good conversations um, with uh, one with an atheist. It was one of the best conversations I've ever had, seriously. And I, this guy was polite and intelligent, and um, he actually, to my surprise, admitted that his atheistic worldview was insufficient to account for rationality. And he, but then he said, Well, but so what? And, uh, you know, but it, at least he admitted it. And most atheists won't. But it was a very good conversation. Too bad I don't have that thing um, on on uh, rec- recorded. Oh, well, that's what happens. And uh, maybe if you were listening, buddy, chance. We had about, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 people listening in the room while we were there. All right. I think that's it. Oh, I got a Bible study I'm teaching tonight. We'll be discussing the issue of government. And. Going uh, through Romans 13 the first uh, few verses of Romans 13. It'll be hopefully it'll be interesting informative. Uh, we'll see I think that is it. Let's get to Shibu From Virginia. Welcome. Yeah. You're on the air Hi, I have a
3: question Why does God allow innocent people?
2: Good. Well, uh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. It's hard to understand you. Could you Try this again.
3: Uh, why, why does God allow innocent people to suffer? Because right are, now with Israel are, uh, Hamas, Hamas what's is going on, there are innocent people die. So my question is that there is, uh, is God causes this or God is the author of sin? Because God knows everything what happened in the world. Well, well, hold now. on. Uh, okay.
2: Uh, the question is, why does He uh, allow innocent people to suffer? He doesn't. Yes. Sir. No innocent no innocent people suffer
3: well why are you okay? saying that
2: because no one's innocent
3: no okay. one in everyone is deprived
2: everyone is a sinner everyone is guilty before God everyone deserves the judgment of God no one deserves the rain and the Sun that he gives to them so he never let's oh, is this- uh, he, not innocent people so that's the first issue okay
3: so you're saying that everybody is sinner, even baby, innocent baby, killed in Hamas. They are also...
2: We are by nature children of wrath, Ephesians two three. Um, in sin did my mother conceive me, uh, David said. So we can't say that babies are sinless. Now that may upset a lot of people. But if, you, if anybody wants to disagree and you want to call up, I would just simply say, show me a verse in the Bible that says they don't have sin. Because to say that means they don't have uh, the representation of Adam upon them because the Bible says in Romans 5.19 5, through the transgression of the one, uh, the many were made sinners and so uh, th- that's those who are in Adam so we can make the theological case that all infants have uh, sin upon them and are therefore not innocent not in the theological perspective okay?
3: No, is there, is you know that there are a lot of innocent people are dying in uh, both sides Palestine and Israel so that people it's uh, God allow them to innocent people to die yeah
2: you know in in the sense of of the innocent in the sense of they didn't do anything wrong uh, you know against a government or something like that and they're suffering that's a different topic and uh, God is certainly allowing that he's, he's allowing them to do that But uh, what happened to them God is cruel?
3: God is allowing these people to die? They didn't do anything wrong
2: Well, uh, we don't know if they did or did not do anything wrong Because we can't say that God wasn't warning them Trying to communicate to them that they're resisting God We don't know but we do know that sin is in the world and sin affects all kinds of people so if we have a a man who's drunk and he gets into the car and he drives and he kills someone who has never seen before just somebody going out taking care of uh, errands well the innocent in that sense that that innocent person dies because of the sin of somebody else that's just the nature of how sin works in the world and God allows it
3: And why God, uh, you know, there are a lot of people dying, 20,000 people died in Palestine. And, uh, you know, if you think about eye for an eye, 5,000 people die in Israel, 5,000 people die in Palestine. Now there's 20,000 people. There are some uh, kids in school, they're dying, they didn't do anything
2: wrong yeah i agree I, I agree they didn't do anything but what israel has been doing is warning them to flee warning them to leave and they are trying to minimize the uh, the innocent in this context the innocent from uh, being injured they've put fl- leaflets over told them we're going to bomb here get out um, and the hamas the uh, the muslim um, uh, cultists What they're doing, what they had been doing is is, uh, stopping them from fleeing. Because this is is Islam. Islam is a cult of death. right. so but God allows it. He allows the wicked to have their way. He allows the wickedness of Islam to prosper. The wickedness of the the Mormons, the Mormon church. the, The wickedness of Eastern Orthodoxy and Roman Catholicism. The wickedness of atheism. He allows different people and different groups, different whatevers, to survive in the world. And they carry out their desire. And God will work it all out on the end of the judgment day. He'll sort it all out. Okay? So you think that
3: God is a cruel God? He's killing innocent God is what? People. God is a cruel, cruel God. He's not okay. God.
2: So you're saying God is cruel? See, cruel means cause, uh, you know, to, to cause pain and suffering and you have no feelings, no concern about it. That's cruelty. And that's not God. That's not the Christian God. He doesn't rejoice when people, uh, you know, suffer, but it's the way of the world. It's how sin is in the world. And if you think about it, you say, well, I, you, you want God to stop um, the Hamas from being bad, let's say. Well, okay. Then uh, let's say you get, you get to people who want to, like, like this guy, like, for example, he's this guy who uh, shot up a bunch of people in uh, Maine last night, the, the murderer. And, well, let, why does God allow that to happen? Well, we can get a different reasons. But let's talk about the issue of, uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, they're descending on his home. They haven't got him, it looks like, yet. So, why does he allow that? Okay, let's say we want God to stop that. All right, so we want to stop him from shooting people. All right, why stop there? Should we have God stop him for thinking evil things? Okay, why would we say he can think evil things, he just can't do evil things? Well, why is that the standard? Because what people want to do is they want to tell God how to be. And to God, even as Jesus says, to lust after a woman in your heart, you committed adultery the action is a manifestation of the evil in the heart. Well, if you want, want him to start, stop the action, but not the evil of the heart, why? Don't you want him to stop evil? All of it? Or just part of it? Some of it? Some of it that you agree with and don't agree with? Then you become the judge of what ought to be done and not. And this is a real problem with this kind of questioning. Okay. So he's
3: right. saying that God is the author of evil then, you uh, know, because
2: the God what? I killed what? I didn't understand See, God is understand the author. God is the author of evil. No, he's not. He does not cause evil to occur. He permits it to occur.
3: All right. What what does that mean permit to occur?
2: He permits it to occur. He permitted, for example, the devil to come into the garden and tempt Adam to tempt Eve. He permitted it. But he's not the one responsible for Eve's sin or Adam's sin. Okay, so he permitted it. Okay, are you chosen by father? Are you a chosen?
3: Um, are you a chosen person?
2: I, I can't understand you. Say that again.
3: Are you a chosen uh, by father?
2: Am I chosen? Yeah. You mean am I chosen for salvation? Yes. Well, Second Thessalonians two thirteen says that he chooses people for salvation and i would say uh, i have uh, definitely been chosen by god for salvation since i affirm the things of of scripture that are spiritually discerned and spiritually understood that you know the trinity and uh, that jesus is god uh, of so. flesh and that he died on the cross he rose from the dead atoning sacrifice these are the things i trust in and i have faith in them and the reason i have faith in them is because god granted that i have faith philippians 1:29 and that faith is in christ john 6:29 so yeah, I've been chosen by God as many as millions of people have by God. His electing in his choosing of them for salvation before the foundation of the world, Ephesians 1 4. Okay? And you can know that you have eternal life, first John 5 13 says so. It's not that we're boasting, we're just saying, oh, God has granted to me the favor. He's granted it, and that's why I believe. And we rest in him. Okay?
3: you know that you are chosen not the other person is not chosen you are the only one chosen
2: i'm the only one chosen what kind of nonsense is that i just just said the opposite of that
3: you know i'm chosen because of the second thessalonians it says that god grant you to believe god grant you for faith
2: so yeah second thessalonians two thirteen says god has chosen you from the beginning for salvation Okay, God chooses people. This is not what people want to hear, though. They don't like the idea that God's the sovereign king. They want their own sovereignty. They participate. They listen to the Edenic lie, the echo through history, and through our sinful fathers, that we will be the ones who judge what is true and what is good and what is bad. Because when Satan came into the garden and tempted Eve, and uh, said, did God really say then what she did was she altered the Word of God, then when she saw the fruit was good to eat, even though God had said not to. This is what people want to do. They want to judge what ought to be true and what ought to be right. And so they're humanistic in their philosophy inside of Christianity. It's happening more and more. But the Bible says he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us to adoption as son through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. That's the truth. You and others are obligated to believe it. Okay?
3: So uh, it looks like you are a Cal- Calvinist. Are you a Calvinist?
2: Well, I happen to be that, but you mean you got Calvinism out of those verses? A scripture like that? Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, Calvinism. You know that is
2: uh, people and a lot of people say God oh, chose hold, hold on, we, we got a break. We got a break, and I'll answer that. Okay, I'll go to Romans nine and answer that. But you can not like God's sovereignty and want your own all you want, but it won't help you in the day of judgment. Hold on, I'll be right back after these messages, folks. Please stay tuned.
1: matt slick live taking your calls at eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six here's matt slick hey everybody welcome back to the show let's get back on with uh shabu okay
2: so are you there
3: yes Maybe sir
2: oh okay all right go ahead you said that uh,
3: chosen by father you said yes uh second Thessalonian. and then you said you're a calvinist
2: yeah, I hold to the five points of, of Reformed theology, yes. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, yes, sir. Well, okay, yeah. So yes. what about it?
3: Okay. So uh how come I you are Calvinist? Uh God chosen you before the foundation of the world, that's why you believe?
2: That's because exactly you believe in why I believe because God God chose me and other Christians he elected them before the foundation of the world, Ephesians one four, and he granted that they believe, Philippians one twenty nine, and that faith that he granted to them is in Christ John 6.29 and that as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed, Acts 13.48 okay
3: you, you sure you're going to heaven guaranteed you sure you yes, going to heaven
2: yes, because uh, because the faith that I have is the faith given by God because it's in Christ, God in flesh, died in the cross, rose from the dead, and all who believe that and truly trust in him have that same God authored faith in them, and they will be uh, with him forever. Okay. All right. That's a
3: heresy. are talking about heresy now. you no, are you going to hundred
2: for- No it's not. First John three, uh, five it's going to be first John five thirteen, these things are written so you may know you have eternal life. Do you know if you have eternal life?
3: Do you know? Yeah, I can lose salvation. I can lose my salvation because of my belief in free will. You don't believe okay. in free will?
2: Yes, I do believe in free will. So, if you can lose your salvation, what do you have to do to keep yourself right with God? What do you do to keep yourself right with Him?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's, uh, Hebrew six four says that you once oh, you are on, in life... Hold and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know about Hebrew six four. I, okay, I'm asking you. What do you have to do? What do you have to do to keep yourself right with the infinitely holy God? That's what I'm asking. What things do you have to do?
3: I have to you I, you keep your own salvation with fear and trembling.
2: That's, keep uh, fear on the sal- Philippians, yeah. that's Philippians 2, 12 and 13. So, okay, so, so uh, are you keeping yourself saved by your goodness?
3: God, you, God is the one goodness,
2: okay. and then I have to keep. I have hold to on, be holy. Hold on. Well, are you keeping holy, yourself? Hey, hold on. Are you keeping yourself saved by your goodness before God, by your, your continued belief, your continued goodness? Is that how you're keeping yourself saved with God?
0: No, okay, he, yeah. gave
3: me, he gave me wisdom what to do, and no, I, he, I, I do, I keep. Oh, I, so, I, know, I don't. Do,
2: so, oh, I guess you, maybe you're a Roman Catholic. He gives you things to do. You do those things, and that's what keeps you saved. Is that right?
3: I'm not Catholic. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm a Pentecostal guy. Okay. You know. I'm a free
2: Okay. Well, we Calvinists believe holy in free will. Okay. We be, we, we, hold on. We believe in free will. But I'm asking you, what things have you got to do to keep yourself right with the infinitely holy God? Because apparently, uh, if you can lose your salvation, that means you keep it by your own goodness. You should pat yourself on the back and thank yourself and others around you for your goodness, how you can keep yourself right with God by how good you are. Boy, that's really good. That's arrogant. That's a heresy. If you want to know what heresy is, you can just look in the mirror, and you can look at your false doctrines, and you can understand that what you're believing is false. I'm quoting you scripture, and when I quote you scripture, you say, oh, you're a Calvinist. Oh, so the scriptures teach that? So you don't understand the, the theology. And you have to figure out what it is you do to keep yourself right with the infinitely holy God. And if you have any list of the things that you do by which you keep him, yourself saved, well then, you can boast on the day of judgment of how good you've been. And that's arrogant. Let's get to Terry from Raleigh, North Carolina. Terry, welcome, you're on the air. Yes,
4: man. how are you doing?
2: doing all right just dealing with a heritage right.
4: i understand i understand i see them every day but you know oh lord i'm just trying to keep myself from being one <laughs> um i got a question to ask you sure um here i was i was reading in the word this morning and and um and first john four eighteen. Mm-hmm. um
2: man, there is no fear in love right There's no fear in love, Uh, but perfect love casts out fear. Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
4: What fear? um, You know, there's a healthy fear, Matt. I understand that. But what fear is it that he's talking about here? For some reason, I don't Uh, get it. I just don't. (laughs) I would
2: think that what he means is all kinds, all sorts. Because um, it could be a fear of destruction, the fear of sickness, the fear of poverty, the fear of judgment to come all kinds of fear of all kinds of things he does excuse me he doesn't list it out specifically but he does say because fear involves punishment now punishment here could be understood to deal with damnation or judgment from god right well if we're walking with god and we're trying to walk with god and we're not perfect but we're walking with god then we don't have to worry now this guy who called up before he's got to worry because he says he can lose his salvation well then that means there's fear because he's not trusting what God did but what God and himself does that would make me afraid that I do something wrong so you see the thing is the perfect love the love that comes from God is what casts out that fear we don't have to worry about things all kinds of, of fear okay
4: yeah, that that you know. Sometimes you, me, I don't know about any, I can't speak for me anybody else. But you know, you know, I know you need to word. You, you need to, to, read the word. You need to pray, and you know, as far as salvation, I know I'm saved. I, I'm saved by grace alone. There's nothing I did to deserve it. I, just, I know what I deserve. We all do if you're being honest, but. You know, you often wonder, is there something else? I mean, I'm not trying to trying to put nothing else on myself, but, you know, I often wonder, am I missing something? You know what I'm saying? Because I've been, you know, I lost a marriage because, I, well, you know, I lost a marriage because I, I profess Christ. And, um, and years down, that's been 23 years ago, but, you know, I i guess it's a fear um, am i missing something the only thing i have is the word of god and that's that's it i mean you know well, whatever fear, whatever fear missing, you, do, you
2: know fear yeah but there's many categories fear of missing something in your car maintenance in your house payments in your diet in your spiritual walk with god in understanding scripture and in, in what are you there Lucia,
4: yeah, yeah, I'm listening. I'm, I'm processing.
2: <laughs> okay, you know,
4: I'm, it's all kinds of fear. Well, it's, um, you know, m- the main thing is for m- myself is for my salvation. You know, just making sure you know I'm not huh. trying to put anything on me, but I, okay. I just don't want to. Okay, I got you. Knowing that I, I missed you. something, you know. Okay, I'll well, tell
2: you what. L- l- hold on, we got a break, and we'll answer that. We'll get a mixed caller. Okay, buddy? So hold on, all right, man? Yes,
4: sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Matt. Sure.
2: Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned.
1: It's Matt Slick Live! Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, let's see. Get back
2: on there with Terry. Terry, you still there? Yes, sir. All right. So you're worried about having missed something, and so therefore, maybe, possibly, there might be a risk to your salvation. Is that
4: well? Uh, yeah, in a way. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to do works. Or anything like that. I understand. There's nothing I can do. Jesus has paid it all. I understand that. And um, okay. but you know, I'm also um, been listening to um, you know um, the Word on audio. Also, you know, driving to work because I, I work. Uh, it's an hour and a half drive. And um, okay. and and you know, you hear some parts of the Word that you've never heard before. I just want to make sure, you know, is there something that I'm missing here? Because, in you know, in I'm trying to go what? to church. In regard well, to what? I'm trying to go to church um, on, on Sunday. But here in my area, it's hard to find a church. I mean, there's so much, um, I mean, it, there's just so much... Um, um, a lot of feelings and emotion. The most of the churches you go to, and um, and and I don't think you're saved by feelings and that sort okay, of thing. Okay, so well, you okay, know?
2: but but you say you're, you're about missing something, and I'm asking you in what regard?
4: I don't know. I, I just um, I I don't want to you know pass away. Let's say the night at twelve, and thinking I'm. Is there something else that I have to do? I'm not trying to... <laughs> I, know, okay, I don't well,
2: know... That let's, let's just kind of, let's kind of bring this down, uh, if we can, here. Um, God has granted that you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Philippians one twenty nine, And the reason is because you've been yeah. appointed to eternal life, Acts 13.48. Your faith is in Christ, John 6.29. So that's what justifies you, Romans 3.28, Romans four one through 5 Romans five one, Galatians 2.16, 2.21, So there are, these things are, you don't have to worry about your salvation, your damnation because it's already been secured. You're okay. Now, if you're talking about other areas of your life, missing something in your personality, in your habits, in whatever it might be, you know, uh, you're not nice enough to somebody. This is a different category than your justification. Justification is merited to us by, uh, excuse me, merited by Christ and is granted to us by the faith that God grants to us. We really do the believing. We freely choose to believe, but it's also the work of God that we believe. Philippians one twenty nine and John 6.29. So the other issue here is what you're, you can only be concerned about, the other areas, like your sanctification. In that respect, what you have to do is you have to go through the Word of God and let it shape you and let it change you and then pray through what you've learned and ask the Holy Spirit to, um, to guide you. And so you'll, that's what you're going to do, and we we all are going to be missing something, all of us. But we also become aware of those right. areas, the major ones that we got to work on, and, and there's you know areas I'm working on, and I will be working on till the day I die. So that's it, you know. So you don't have to worry about being st- you know missing a thing for salvation, but we all have to worry about missing something in our sanctification, and that's normal, okay?
4: Right, right. Because sometimes I'm not that nice guy. You know what I'm saying? And um, yes, I know. sometimes, but, you know, okay. you know, I, it, it's, it's a flaw. You know, and and I think we all have those those flaws and those yes, tendencies. And you know, but yes. but I thank God for you, Matt. I really do. I, I really do. I, I've learned a lot looking at your videos and and that sort of thing. Good. And and, and there's a lot of you guys I've been and and I think I'm more of a I seem to be more of a callousness as well <laughs> that well, you know. than yeah. I am anything else because I really believe this is the same way that you believe I really do not uh, you know okay. try to make you feel good or anything but I do I just agree a lot what well, you're I'm saying glad. So,
2: but you always you always got to check what i say against scripture that's why i quote the references right, for people that's that's I right. read them. yes
4: sir i <laughs> i agree with that <laughs> all right. you know like that first caller you know, he was, myself
2: like that first caller he was denying scripture and he does they don't see it because people are so blinded by false teachings that they can't see truth but you're okay buddy all right so we're gonna move along but uh keep listening and you keep working in the area of sanctification. 'Cause that we, we all need that. But you too, okay? All right, brother? Yes.
4: Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. You have a great day, and I hope your wife is doing well.
2: Oh, she today's not a good day for her, but uh you know, it goes up and down. But okay, well thanks a lot, yes, brother. Sir. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, if you could everyone pray for my wife. She needs it. Let's get to Ryan from Utah. Ryan, welcome. You're on the air. Hey Matt. Hi.
5: Hey, so I was wondering if you could just maybe expand a little bit more about uh, just the problem with suffering. I know for me, as a young man, um, growing up, that was a stumbling block. um, And I think it probably is to a lot of people. And am I wrong to think that, I mean, God allows suffering and the evil that we see in the world because because of free will
2: because in part it, yeah if you been it's, it's not just one thing and it's a whole bunch of things it's not just yeah. one thing oh it's only the because of free will nope it's because of free will it's because of God's sovereignty it's because of his decrees It's because of what he wants to occur ultimately in certain circumstances for his own vindication his own glory he wants to show his wrath upon people because he's holy, but he also wants to save people because he's righteous. And so th- all of these things fit together and more a part of God's aspect, is omniscience, omnipotence, omnisapience. And so he allows evil to work in and through all of those things. He's not surprised by anything that occurs, any suffering or evil. And he allows people to have the fruit of their own work and then because we're made in his image and so being in his image we have self-responsibility and so he lets us have that and people do what they want and then they don't turn to him they don't bow to him they don't acknowledge his greatness so he lets them have that uh, selfishness as well and that arrogance and pride and what goes along with it and the world becomes horrible and uh as um, in my opinion one of the reasons that God is allowing things to go its natural course is because that's the natural condition that sin brings us to. Sin brings us to death, Romans 6.23 and, and uh, Genesis 2.17 God said to Adam the day that you eat of the fruit you will die and in Romans, to be Matthew 24.22 unless those days be cut short no flesh should be left. So I'm of the opinion that history is a parenthesis of the holiness and eternal nature of God. And that when he comes back and the new heavens and new earth are made, Second Peter 3.10, then the, this temporary parenthesis of our own work within our sinful state, that will end. And then we will enter into eternity uh, that from the, the eternal design that God has had. So in the meantime, sin is allowed to have its course in the world. And in that, course, the cross occurred, the crucifixion occurred, so that we could be redeemed from that very curse that is there. So if God, if we, we want God to stop suffering or stop certain sins, then we have to develop a standard of justification of why we can say God ought to or ought not to do whatever. We can't. In fact, Romans 9 says, who are you to answer back to God, the thing malt will not say to the molder, why did you make me like this, will it? But who are we to say what God can and can't do? So. There's a lot there with that. Okay. Yeah.
5: No. Yeah. Definitely. I, I definitely agree and appreciate. I know my life. I've learned a lot from the mistakes and sins that I've mm-hmm. made. and I'm still still learning. And. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I appreciate that. And if there's any scriptures that you could point to, because I know you know the time we're living in, there's a lot of people suffering and people go through things all the time. Like, what scriptures in particular come to mind that you would point to to maybe give people hope and look to christ
2: well hope for what hope to not suffer hope i can't guarantee that no I can't give that.
5: no 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 not hope not to suffer hope to hope and comfort in it to get through it to continue yes. praising god and i think in spite of, of ephesians
2: it. ephesians 1 is good at least for me it's ephesians 1 is good and uh Read Psalms, you know. Just read the Psalms. You'll find, you'll find a lot of suffering that's recorded there, and then the appeal that people have to God and trusting through it. So that's, that's what right. I'd recommend. Okay. Awesome.
5: All right, Thanks. Man. All right.
2: All right. Well, God bless. Okay. All right. Well, let's see who's next longest waiting. That would be Damien from Richmond, Virginia. Welcome. You're on the air.
6: Hey, how are you doing, Matt? Just call them to oh. ask you a question about uh, Shabbat day, the seventh day for the uh, Can you hold? We've
2: got a break. Christians
6: have to observe it?
2: Can no, you we me? don't. Yeah, I can hear no. you. And no, we don't. But I'll explain why when we get back. Hold on, Butter. Okay. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. And uh hope you stay tuned. Be right back.
1: It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, welcome back to the show. All right.
2: Damien, you're you're on the air. Okay. Go ahead.
6: All right, yes. I was just asking a question about uh, Shabbat, the seventh day. Mm -hmm. Is that to be observed today?
2: Why do you call it Shabbat?
6: Why do I call it Shabbat? Because that's what it is. It's called the Shabbat, the seventh day.
2: Okay. Are you a Hebrew? Exodus Hebrews
6: 8 through 11. I am not. Okay. Everybody can be saved to? as long as they believe in this. What church do I go to?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are the church.
6: To? The body is First
2: Corinthians three sixteen. Okay. Okay. Um, do you think we, we have are, to keep Sabbath? the Sabbath? Do you have to keep the Sabbath to, uh, oh. to be saved? I'm just curious.
6: The, i'll put it to you like this because i'm posing the question to you to ask you the question right but do i believe we have to this is what i would say ephesians 2 paul says right that no man is saved by his works what he's supposed correct i know paul is used. what is paul saying Okay, saying, so hold on, hold, hold on. on. I already
2: answered you that we don't have to keep the Sabbath. Okay, we don't, it's not obligated for okay, us to do so. that. We're free. I answered before the thing. So now I'm curious do you teach we have to keep the okay, Sabbath so on Saturday?
6: Uh, Alright, yes. Revelation 14, 12. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I don't need... Hold on, hold on, hold
2: on. Hold on, Look, you'll answer questions. it the way I want you to answer it. You're not going to take this time and do this, okay? I know what you're doing. I talk to a lot of people like you. No, I you ask a simple question, and you go into a teaching mode about all these scriptures. I'm not asking for that. I don't want you to do that. No, I'm, I'm just asking that, simple questions. For example, do you believe in the doctrine of the Trinity, one God in three distinct simultaneous persons? Do you?
6: I believe in I'm three sorry. and one, correct. But that's not the question okay. that we're asking.
2: Yes, it is. Uh, it's a question I just asked spot. you. He's don't tell me. okay, we're gone. Bye, 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 bye. All right. If you're not going to have a dialogue with me and start trying to dominate and, tell, and teach me how it's supposed to be, I'm not going to put up with it. I'm just not going to happen. I need to know where he's coming from so I can deal with him, but he doesn't want to do that. Now, I, I'm telling you guys I, out there, I've had thousands of conversations. When I ask somebody, this, he fell into this one category. If I ask a question, and they just give me scripture without telling me what they believe, that's not right because they can interpret scriptures differently. A lot of times when people will do, well, do you believe in such well, John 3, you know, and I say, well, that's not, I'm not asking you for a verse. I'm saying, what do you believe? And then they won't answer the question. They go to another verse. No, no, no! What do you? You know, we have to get into what you believe, and then this verse to see if what you think the verse means supports what you said. Because I know these verses. What do you believe? That's what I'm trying to get to. And he didn't want to do that, and I don't want to play that game. Let's get to. Let's see, Elijah. There we go, Elijah from Philly. Elijah, welcome. You're on the air.
7: Hey, Matt. Uh, How you doing today?
2: Doing all right hanging in there man what do you got buddy
7: yeah um my question uh would be out of revelation 16 15 um jesus says behold i come i'm coming like a thief blessed is the one who stays awake keeping his garments on that he may not go about naked and be seen and, and, and exposed and and so I, I guess my second follow up question will be uh, uh do wait, you believe wait wait wait
2: what's the first question what's the first question
7: sorry oh <laughs> uh first question is is jesus referencing the rapture here and if so uh no, he's not
1: oh he's not it's not jesus oh, okay.
2: but, but uh we'll say this yeah i don't believe he, i don't in my opinion i'll just say this he's not talking about the rapture here he's talking about the wicked being taken Oh, okay. Okay, because it says, I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and the, uh, the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. There's are uh, spirits of demons, performing signs which go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them together for Armageddon. Now, when you go to Matthew 24, Luke 17, two men are in the field, and one is taken, one is left, I believe that's a reference to this, because it. A lot of people say that two men in the field, one to taken, and one is left is the rapture. It's not. Matthew 24, Luke 17 is not about the good being taken. It's about the wicked being taken. And if you read the context, it's, just, it's clean. It's clear. And I'll debate on that one easily because that's, that's what it's teaching. And it's a shame that pastors all over America are misusing that, those sets of scriptures. Now, the rapture occurs, but that's not it. So, when uh, they talk about this, two men in a field, one is taken, one is left, and they ask Jesus in Luke 17, where are they taken? He answers the question. He says, where the body is, the vultures are gathered. So, the ones who are taken are taken to a place of death. And it says, one taken, one is left. Well, could it be? Three unclean spirits like frogs, one's taken, one's left. They hop, one here, one there. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I don't believe this is about the rapture, this pericope, Revelation 16.
7: Okay. Yeah, um, uh there's there's some strange interpretations about uh who those unclean spirits that are like frogs in Revelation. I heard heard some people say that uh they think it could be the the uh the alien greys, since the alien greys are, are like very like frog like in appearance.
2: Well, I never heard that one, but um but that's that's interesting uh, I have to think about that one because but you know yeah that's, that's interesting but it says demons okay and the the, the uh, well I'm get into that that rabbit trail right now what's your second question
7: um oh yeah so my second question would would be on uh John uh wait is it yeah, yeah, John eight twenty four, where uh, Jesus says, "If you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins." And I know how you know Unitarians like to twist this and say that Jesus wasn't claiming to be God. But uh, m- uh, my question would be, uh, what do you think about the Aramaic Bible in plain English and, and how it translates it? Because it translates it, it where Jesus says, uh, "If you do not believe that I am the living God." Uh, uh, do you think that's a a better way of translating it? Because if you translate it that way, I don't I don't see how a Unitarian could could butcher the text that way.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't go with the Aramaic. I'd go with what the Greek says, and it simply says, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. And what they'll do is they'll say he's referencing his messiahship, not his deity. And so they didn't like the idea of claiming to be the Messiah. Not that he was God, and that's what they do with it. And then I, I know how to respond to them for that way, but that's what they do. Okay.
7: Yeah. Uh, also uh, one more thing before I go, uh, uh, my question would be, would you, would you be, would you be interested in like doing a, or, or, or or I guess adding more to your Catholicism section on the carm? Uh, because uh, I, I just started reading a book today from Trent horn it's called the the case for Catholicism and mm-hmm. uh and in in like a prologue he just explaining that this is the best defense for the for the Catholic faith so I think I think that would be pretty interesting if if you like read the book and then like write write out like you know you know like a mm-hmm. whole article you know you know going through it Good I read about yeah. Yeah.
2: I wonder if I have that book already. I can open it up. I've got so much to do. Uh, but uh, I think I've written about 150 articles on Catholicism. And I'll say it again Roman Catholicism's official doctrine is Antichrist. And uh, you can't be saved believing in official Roman Catholic theology. And so, uh, yeah. You know, I can look at it and see. I'm, I'm opening up my Kindle. I have everything on Kindle now because I, I, I just have too many books. So I gave a lot of them away. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah i'll check it out okay when it's called the what what was it make sure i have it the titles what again
7: the, the, the case for catholicism uh-huh. okay and then and then uh at the bottom of the of the front cover it says answers to classic and contemporary protestant objections mm-hmm.
2: all right so uh yeah i have it yeah uh-huh. yeah okay yeah, just now open it up. Let's see. The central issue, intru- and here's some highlights I've got. Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been already reading through some of it, and um, uh, no, that's not. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, uh, some other stuff. Yeah, okay. But it's just some of the things I can read, and and, uh, and that's it. So you know, we'll check it out.
1: But, okay. Yeah, it's uh, too bad. It, is-
2: it's too bad. Catholicism is so bankrupt. But uh, we got another caller. Okay, so we got to get going. Okay, buddy. All uh, right.
7: I'll, I'll I'll probably call back tomorrow.
2: Sounds good, man. Call back tomorrow. All right. God bless. Thank you. All right. Hello. Okay. Let's get to Colleen from George. Hey Colleen, welcome you're on the air.
0: Hello. How are you?
2: I'm fine. I'm fine. So,
0: what do you got? That's great. Um well, mm-hmm. I have um I wasn't going to call in, but I decided to, and they told me to call in, so here I am. So I have um, OCD, and okay. I know that OCD is a kind of an abused word. Everybody says it, but they're a clean freak, but I have, like, diagnosed OCD. Okay. So it's not um, tapping or anything. It's just mental. I play things over my mind over and over. The worst things can happen probably to you or to loved ones. That's what I just do. Okay. It's, it's like a mental war. So now it has crept into my spiritual life where I, I'm, okay. there's times, many times a day, I think, okay, maybe I'm not saved. Wait, what if I have mustered up this false faith? Um, how do I know it's real? And then I go down a checklist, mm-hmm. I read John MacArthur's study notes. And mm-hmm. in, the wa- in the very back of uh, his Bible, he has a checklist of, you know, do you love the brethren? Do you love reading the word? And of course, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. But then I'm thinking, okay, well I rather sometimes just put on Netflix instead of reading the word, so I had to drag myself on the on the neck to get into the word and discipline myself. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, Well, I should really love it. I should crave it like a
2: Well tell you what, let me jump in because we're we're running low on time, okay? Almost at the end of the show, okay? <laughs> so let me tell you something. I'll preamble this and I'll tell you the answer that I was given. In seminary, Westminster Theological Seminary, I actually talked to one of the professors. And I said, how do I know I'm really believing? How do I know I'm not really uh, believing that I'm believing, but not really believing? And I went through all this, because I think these things sometimes. I doubt this, and I doubt that sometimes. And uh, he said something that was very interesting, and it really did help me. He went to Matthew 7, starting at verse 7. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who receives... Everyone who asks receives; he who seeks, finds; and to him who knocks, it'll be opened. What man among you, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Because that the bread used to look like a stone, and there's just kind of a, a relationship there. And if you ask for a fish, you won't give him a snake. There was in the Sea of Galilee. There's a skinny uh, fish looks like a snake. And mm-hmm. he said. He said, look, if you, being evil, know how to give, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who's in heaven give to uh, what is good to those who ask Him? If you've asked God, He's not going to fake you out. He's the one who opens your heart and mind to understand Scripture. Okay? Luke 24, 45, um, Acts 16, 14. He's the one who grants you faith. Philippians one twenty-nine. that faith is in Christ. John 6, 29. That's it. He's not going to fake you out, and He won't let you fake yourself out because it's his faith that he gave you it's the faith that he gave to you and then you believe and it's it's now yours but it's from him and you can't go say well is that really what I'm doing no he gave it to you that's why you believe those things so you're okay okay thank you
0: so much that does help a lot
2: Matthew 7 7 through 12 12 to 11. Okay? Matthew 7, 7. Okay, thank you so
0: much.
2: And we're out of time. Sorry, call back tomorrow, though. I know how this is. This can help like a band-aid, but sometimes it takes a while to work through it. So, God
1: bless. Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> okay, I know how it is. Hey, folks, we'll be right back. No, you won't. We'll be uh, back on tomorrow by God's grace. <laughs> we'll talk to you then. God bless. Bye.
0: Another program powered by the Truth Network.